Okay, so in Yud, you have explained to us why it is that the Umar Sa'ilam will be interested in the means to an end, and the Yid has the opportunity, the ability to be interested in the end itself. Why? Because the Shorsh of the Yid is Pnimi Saratsin, which is the end, what it's really all about. And the Shoresh of the non-Jews, Chitzeni is a Ratzin. It's an expression of the Ratzin of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but not the ultimate expression. The ultimate purpose for the creation of the world was Breshis, <coughs> base Reshis, two Reshises, Yidin and Torah. So Yid has the ability to get completely beyond self. Though that's obviously a, quite a challenge. But the ability exists. And that's what well, Tanya explains in the very beginning of Tanya. That's what the beginning of Tanya is all about. <clears throat> now, this, of course, also the new, our, our, uh, this discussion all started in Oiz Zion, and we have to go remember that. <clears throat> now the Rebbe is going to explain what the Rebbe explained in, in it's, it began to explain in Oiz Zion. Because at the beginning of Oiz Zion, well, even earlier, we said that the, the clearly that the, the Pekach is not making his decision based on Seichel. Because if it's based on Seichel, it's limited. On the other hand, he's called a Pekach. He's called someone who has Seichel. So that how do this, the seichel and the, and the neshama, how do those two things, even though seichel is obviously a function of the neshama, how those two things connect one to the other? Because we say, my chalik is a vaya. It's not an intellectual decision. It's something coming from higher than intellect. And yet we said also, and that's when the Rebbe started to explain things in this whole new astounding way, is that when the bechira of the neshama is nimsheches into seichel, when it's drawn down into seichel, that brings about an elevation of the neshama itself. That the Rebbe said in one line at the beginning of Zion, and then said Zion, Ches, Tes, Yud, everything we've said up until now, without explaining that at all. Now we're finally <coughs> seeing how everything we've learned up until now will help us understand that. How, the, how the, bringing the appreciation of Elokus into Seichel <coughs> is an elevation. Based on this, we can explain also the loftiness, the Maila, the advantage, that the choosing of the Jewish people of the Baruch Hu is not only a function of the Ratzon, the Neshama, the will of the Neshama, that's beyond Seichel, which we said the Ratzon Amiti of the Jew is to be connected to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Also, Mitzad Seichel. Canal Sif Zayin, as we said earlier in Sif Zayin. First line in Sif Zayin, and the Rebbe left Seichel behind completely. <coughs> Why? That which the source of the Yid is, which is what we said about, and the Rebbe says, in brackets, parentheses, who? Because the Indian of a Yid is he's a Pnimi. We'll talk about that in a second. Pnimi again means to bring something into your insides. The Shoresh of the Pnimi is Bepnimi Samakif. Okay, now it sounds good because they're the same word, but let's keep reading and we'll see what that means. We'll have to explain that. <coughs> Therefore, the essential elevation, the essential loftiness of the Bechira of the Jew in a Kaddish Baruch Hu, which is what we said at the beginning of the Maimer, the Abishah chooses us and we choose him, and we, we, we're going to actually answer the questions we asked at the very beginning of the Maimer, way, 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 way back. We're going to have to go back to the beginning of the Maimer, see the first paragraph, see the questions we asked, because we're now getting to a point where we're answering those questions. We haven't answered them yet. Lachain, Ikra Ilui, the Bechiris Yisrael, Bakadish Borchu, 
the essential loftiness of the choice that the Jew makes of choosing a Kaddish Baruch or the Pikach in the in the in the in the Medrash, who kishaharotzein the neshama, that's when the rotzein of the neshama shalemaylemi aseichol, that's beyond seichol, nimshach is drawn down, upeil gamba seichol is drawn down and acts also in seichol, which is which is a koyach penimi, which is a power a, a power of uh, of our conscious being. So again, let's just read that line to understand what the Rebbe said. This is a very very hard paragraph. Let's read that line. Iker ilui, the Bechiris Yisrael. When is the, what's the greatest expression of the connection of the Yid to a Kaddish Baruch Hu? Not his essential connection. Obviously, this, it all comes from the essential connection. But when the Rotson, the Neshama, Shalom, when that which is from beyond Seichel, which you've talked about at length, the connection of the Yid to a Kaddish Baruch Hu is not simply based on the fact that the Yid understands that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is great, what does that mean? Mitzad the mailas of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. How lofty a Kaddish Baruch Hu is and how wonderful a Kaddish Baruch Hu is. Yes, that might be the beginning of the process because it's going to start in me. But ultimately, what does that do? That, that, that opens up a whole deeper and much, much more powerful level of our connection to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, which is an essential connection. <clears throat> which is not based on a Kaddish Baruch Hu's mailas. It's not based on how amazing he is. That's not why a Yid is connected to a Kaddish Baruch. He happens to be amazing. That's true. Right? That has nothing to do with why we're connected to him. We're connected to him because we are. Just the same way a person's connected to their parent. Why is a person connected to their parent? Because they're amazing? No. Because they're their parent. Are they amazing? I assume so, but that has nothing to do with it. Right? Ah, if that resonates in Seichel, that obviously elevates that connection to a much higher place. Okay, so do with the Abishtim. But then that's what the Rebbe's explaining. Why? Okay, so let's see. Iker ilui the Bechiris Yisrael b'Kadosh Baruch Hu k'sharotzen the Neshama. The essential loftiness of the choice of the Jew and the Abishter is when the Rotzen of the Neshama shelamaylemina seichel, which is the source of the connection. That's a makif, meaning it's not part of conscious me. Makif means to surround, but it means it's just not part of conscious me. Nimshach upeil gamba seichel. It's drawn down and acts also in seichel, not on seichel, baha seichel, through the seichel, in the seichel. Seichel is a penimi. What's that mean? It's part of conscious me. Sha'al yadei zeh dafka, that is a result of this specifically. Nimshach mi etzem neshama. That's how you know it's drawn from the highest place. We'll finish to the period, then we'll come back and try to explain all this. As a result of this, a result of the fact that this essential connection, or this supra-intellectual supra connection, is it's drawn down from the essence of the soul, which is Panimiya Samakif, as we said above. It's also higher than Rotzen, which is higher than Seichel. And what's Rotzen that's higher than Seichel? Kitzoni is a Makif, the external expression of Makif. Now, we said there are three, relative to a Kodesh Baruch Hu's Hashpa in the world, we said there are three different levels. We said there's the Hashpa that comes from Panimius Rotzen, Panimius Hamakif. Right? What's that? That's the hashpa that the Kaddish Baruch Hu sends into the world, mitzad, his essential desire for some particular reality in the world. Okay. Then we said this chitzoni yisamakif. What's chitzoni yisamakif? The Moshe for chitzoni yisamakif was the sun. Right? All the stars, the sun, all those, but the sun was our mushal for that. What? The sun, sunlight. Goes wherever it just, it, it's very, very powerful. Extremely powerful. Pinimi Samakiv is also unbelievably powerful. Right? Extremely powerful expression of God's will. Okay, Chitzernius Samakiv. We'll see the difference between Chitzernius and Pinimius when we see the third level. Chitzernius Samakiv, that was our marshal of the sun. Right? Shines on everything. Shines on the field that needs sun in order for the wheat to grow to feed people and, and uh, the people should be healthy and, 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 and shines on, the, on the, the garbage heap to make the garbage heap smell. It's all the same. The Ratzon of HaKadosh Baruch that comes into this world and the world benefits from all of that Shefa, from all of that bounty. 
And do you necessarily have to deserve the bounty, so to speak? No. It just shines. Right? Is it connected to the essential desire of a Kaddish Baruch Hu? No. No. Meaning, does a Kaddish Baruch Hu want it to happen? Well, we've talked about this countless times. Yes, of course he wants it to happen, right? It's an external expression of his and He wants there to be a world, and he wants that world to be to be existent and have abundant existence. Okay, for Seder, so that then it just does, right? But is that really what he's interested in? No, he's really interested in something much deeper than that. Okay, but in order to make that true desire fulfillable, there has to be a world, and that world has to seem to work in an independent fashion. If the world didn't seem to be independent, then there would be no Aveda in this world, and we couldn't reveal godliness in this world the way we can. Right? So there's this, what's called Chitzayni Yisaratzim. The true Ratzon of HaKadosh Baruch the deepest Ratzon is HaKadosh Baruch who wants unbelievable Shefa to come down into the world as a result of a faith. And ultimately that's what's going to happen. What
there's I, I don't know what he's like now, but I mean years and years and years ago there was a very very famous teacher. He's probably the same. Brill, absolutely brilliant, incredibly brilliant guy. His name was Yitzhak Ginsburg. So, I mean his name is Yitzhak Ginsburg. So Yitzhak does it. He's not a mashpia. He just is meir. He sits in front of a room of people. There's usually a few hundred people in the room, and he sits and he just says like unbelievable ideas. Does it matter who he's talking to? It's completely irrelevant. All right. Is there a seder in how he teaches? None whatsoever. All right. He's just meir. Right. Now, I mean, it, it's, it's, he says amazing things, right. incredible things. Right. But it's not that it's it's not shefa. It's not directed for the people sitting in the room knowing where they're holding intellectually and spiritually and what's necessary for them. That's not that's not what he does. Right. Maybe he does that now. I don't know. I mean, you know, I used to go to a class. He used to teach Yilkutei Sichus uh, once a week in in. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, the Rabbanut and of Melech George, nice big hall, a couple hundred people, amazing, amazing class, right? Amazing. The teacher sees the Rebbe every week, amazing. <clears throat> but who is he talking to? No, he's just Meir, unbelievable ideas, and and you know you got whatever you could get, okay? As opposed to Shefa, Shefa is directed to a particular place. So when we said there's the when we talk about the the tremendous shefa, I mean, it is shefa, right? It's bounty coming from above. So that, our muscle of that was or was the or of the sun. It just shines everywhere. Shefa panimi is shefa that's directly related to your Aveda and Elam and that means there's going to be less of it, right? That was the level where we said that the, the peacock is willing to give up on shefa in order to connect to Kedusha. And he might have to give up on Shefa because the Shefa Panimi is more limited and directed specifically to certain places. Whereas the 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 Chitzernius Amakif just shines everywhere. Just you know, stick out a plate and pull it in. Right? Okay, it doesn't matter what you do as long as you get it. Crime pays in that realm. Right? Shefa Panimi, crime doesn't pay. There's no Shefa Panimi in the realm of crimes. What are you trying to get? You're trying to get Kedusha. There's no Kedusha in crime. Robin Hood's a creep. Right? Robin Hood is a ganif. Yes, I know. In the world where the means are more important than the end, so then Robin Hood is considered a hero. Right. right. But the end is, doesn't matter what you get, it's why you connected to Kedusha. Stealing isn't the way to connect to Kedusha, even if you're stealing from creepy people. Right. Right? You're not allowed to steal from creepy people, just like it doesn't say in the Torah, don't steal from creepy people. But don't steal from nice people. But you're allowed to steal from creepy people. It doesn't say that in the Torah. It just says don't steal. So so there's a, a whole society that will make Robin Hood a, 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 a hero. Right? Which is really interesting. Right? He's a hero. I was in Nottingham. There's a statue of him. On my way to the train early, early Friday morning to get back to where I was staying. So the Shaliach, I been Thursday night in the University of Nottingham, the Shaliach said, I'll drive you by the statue of Robin Hood. You'll see just what goes on over here. Sure enough, I'm just a statue of Robin Hood near some park in the city. Big hero. Kind of. The people you're stealing from, we're, we're stealing from weren't nice people. Stealing is stealing. As soon as you put Seichel into it, so you can rationalize stealing from nasty people. If you put God into it, you can't rationalize stealing from nasty people. It's just the way it goes. My Seichel is the reason I don't steal, so then I can figure out all sorts of good reasons to steal from you. If my The reason I don't steal is because God said don't steal, so then you just can't steal. That's just the way it goes. Ah, but it makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't really matter, does it? Billionaires, let's take away their money, they're bad. It's called stealing. He'll never miss it. I think it's called stealing. My seichel might convince me it's okay, because he'll never miss it. God doesn't buy that line. Shefa Panimi is connecting to God, not my seichel. Shefa Panimi is connecting to... Kedusha, and there might be less Shefa. So those were the three levels. Pinimius Amakif, 
what the Ebster really wants. The chef from there is unbelievable, but it might not be revealed yet. Kitsonia Samakif, unbelievable chef, incredible, everywhere. Right? The marshal, the light of the sun. Shines on the garbage dump just like it shines on the on the field. Is it useful? It's incredible. To make the garbage dump stink? Absolutely. Right? Does that mean it's bad? I mean, over there it is. Over there it isn't. It's good for the wheat. Good for the barley. I don't think potatoes like it very much. <clears throat> they like moonlight. Potatoes grow with moonlight. Okay. And then there's Shefa Panini. So we saw those three levels. So that's what the Rebbe is talking about here. When is it that we see the most powerful expression of Panini as when it's expressed in Shefa Panini? Oh, well, yeah, that makes sense, right? When will we see the most powerful expression of, of the Abishter's will? When down here in Eilam Hazer, you and I will benefit from unbelievable godly Shefa. Miss Mashiach. The Shefa will be incredible. And it'll dafka be Shefa Panimi. It'll be Shefa that's coming from a state of Kedusha. It'll be Shefa that's commensurate to the work we did on a certain level. I mean, it'll be as a result of the work we did, even though it won't be exactly commensurate to the work we did because it'll be so much more powerful than the work we did. Okay. So to, if we bring, now in terms of us, so what's the, what's the, there's, there's the essence of us, there's the Ratzon, and there's the Seichel. Okay, the essence, if Ratzon is Lamailim in a Seichel, our will is beyond Seichel. Okay, if we can connect to our etz, if, if our connection to Vedic Baruch is coming from our Ratzon, so it's not going to resonate in Seichel, because Ratzon and Seichel are two different levels of reality. Right? It doesn't mean, like, definition of all re- resonate in Seichel, but they're two different states of being. Ratzon is one thing, my will is one thing, and my seichel is another thing. Okay, fine. Obviously, they affect each other, but they're still two different states of reality. Okay, what if my connection to a Kodesh Baruch is coming not simply from the Ratzon, which is a makif, but from Pneumius of Ratzon, which is my essence? Then what? Well, we've talked about this. We saw this in, in Atat Tetzava, last week's Parsha. What did we see? That the etzim of the neshama is at the etzim of every level of the neshama, right? What's the etzim of your seichel? Etzim of neshama. What's the etzim of your midas? Etzim of neshama. The essence of something is the essence of every level of that thing, right? The, the, the moshel in gashmius, your DNA. What's the DNA of your of, of your toenail? Well, not not necessarily your nail. What's the DNA of the skin of your toe? The same DNA that's in that's the DNA of your, your, the most sophisticated part of your body, the gray matter in your brain, it's all the same DNA. Essence is essence. So the essence of someone can be found in the lowest place, the essence can be found in the highest place. If I'm connected to essence, then the essence will radiate and it will be, uh, uh, be, be revealed in every level of me. So that, the Rebbe says, that's what he said. That's what he said about Seichel. So read it again. Ikra Ilui, this is about the fifth time we've read it. Ikra Ilui, the Bechiras Yisrael Bakadish Baruchu, the fifth line. The essential, the most powerful state of elevation, loftiness of the choice of the Yid in the Kadish Baruchu, who, Kisharotzain de Neshama Shalamailamina Sechel. When the Rotzain of the Neshama Shalamailamina Sechel, which is the Makif, Nimshach upeil gamba seichel is drawn down and affects also the seichel, which is a penimi, conscious me. Uh, why? Because what do I know if that happens? Shal if that's what happens, dafka nimshach mi etzim in the shema. Then I'm drawing down the penimius of the makif, not just the makif itself, the panemius of the makif. What's that? The essence. Not the ratzon, but the essence of the ratzon. What's the essence of the ratzon? My essential connection to Kaddish Baruch Hu. Why do I have a ratzon? Why do I have a desire for Elokus? Because I'm essentially connected to him. Yes, I have a desire, and that desire is incredibly important. 
But why is my Ratzon Amiti Elokus? My Ratzon Amiti is Elokus because the, the, the essence of me is Elokus. I'm one with the Ebishter. So there's a level of Ratzon, which is a Makif. And then there's a level of Panemius Ratzon. The, the true Panemius of that desire. Why is my desire Elokus? Because I'm essentially connected to him. If I can reveal that part of the equation, where will it resonate? Also in my Seichel. Why? Because the etzim is the etzim of everything. Exactly the same that we said when, in Vata Tetzav about Mesiris Nefesh. If we connect to etzim and the Shama, so it'll express itself in our conscious behavior. Right? That's what we said in Vata Tetzav. That was the, the whole Mimer was about that. Right? What does Mesha help us do? Connect to that part of it. Here, the Rebbe's not talking about Mesha's involvement. He's just talking about the, the equation itself. It's just Mesha teaching it to us. Which is a level higher. It's higher than the Ratzon, which is beyond Seichel. And what's that Ratzon? That's, so to speak, that's the Chitzon Yisamakif. Like we said, there's three levels in Elokus in terms of the Shefa God sends to the world. So there's three levels in our Neshama, right? Corresponding to that, right? We, first, the Rebbe explained all that to us in terms of Shefa coming into the world. Basically on two levels. Chitsoini Yisamakif and Shefa Pnimi. We didn't really talk in the beginning of the Mimer about, about uh, Pnimi Yisamakif. We didn't talk about it. Right? Okay. But then now we did. We, that's why the Rebbe had to explain what he explained in Yud before we got to Yud Aleph. Now that we understand that there's something called Pnimi Yisaratza. Okay. There's the Ratzon and Pnimi Yisaratza. There's what you want and there's, there's the reason that you want it. That's Pnimi Yisaratza. What do you really want? Right? Now, we all, yeah, these ideas are not difficult ideas for people to understand in, in, our, in our period in time because psychology is real to people. Right? Before psychology, I don't know how you taught these ideas to people who, didn't have it, who had never heard them before. Right? But now, the idea of there being something inside driving what's happening outside is so obvious to everybody because of modern psychology right i mean you know they, they've opened that when you talk about conscious subconscious superconscious today well everybody i mean you have to be living under a rock not to know what people are talking about right that's I mean, just part of the vernacular of i mean you can talk about it in english you can explain this in english to people who have never learned torah and they understand the uh, certain aspects of the ideas certain things they don't understand but many things they do understand why? Well, subconscious. Never heard of that? I mean, where's a person been if they've never heard of that? Right? Superconscious. Never heard of such a thing? Where have they been? Right? Must have read something. Right? Other than, you know, The Simpsons. Something. Right? I don't know. I thought of The Simpsons. Right? Shlomo's father draws the cartoons for The Simpsons. Shlomo never shows up for chesidus anymore, right? So his father. That's what he does for a living. I guess, I don't know. I mean, it's, a, it's a definitely an interesting way to make a living. It's a different way of doing it. In, it, it the sketches, it's colored in India. I don't know what that means, but... Uh, oh, of course. Yeah, no, no, it's all there. It just is very much harder to explain. Right? They didn't. I mean, they they did a great service in terms of opening up a whole level of understanding that that now there's a there's a language that almost everybody understands that you can use to explain chassidus. Absolutely. What's nefesh elokis, nefesh bahamis, subconscious you, superconscious you? That's what it is. Well, superconscious nefesh elokis, subconscious nefesh bahamis, yitzhara. Right? Okay. The idea of pnimi saratzen. Anybody with any sensitivity whatsoever knows that I might want something because there's a deeper desire I have that I might not even be aware of that's driving me to want that thing. If it's positive, then I won't make... I, I, I just, okay, it doesn't matter. If it's negative, well, then I better go to someone and try to figure out where it's coming from and deal with it. Right? That why psychologists make a living? Right. Pretty good one. Right. Okay. And they help people. Good psychologists help people. Bad ones kill people. But the good ones really help people. They really do. They can really help a person become healthier and happier and, and, and more functional. There's just no question. Absolutely. 100%. 
Why? By, by helping them see a deeper place in them that's driving them to do that thing or experience reality the way they're experiencing reality. And it might be the way they're experiencing reality is not so positive. So someone can help them get to that place where they'll be able to make that experience more positive. What, what, what ulti- what's really bothering me? Right? What's really happening? Oh, okay. Right. That's called panemius, right? Okay. So on a metaphysical level, what's really going on in the Yid? What's Panemius Arutzen of the Yid? Their essential connection to a Kodesh Baruch What's their Rutzen? They want Elokus. Why do they want Elokus? Because of Panemius Arutzen, because they're essentially connected to Elokus. Okay, fine. Why does the child want a, re- a relationship with their parent? Because they're connected to them on a deeper level than simply intellect, right? And so there's a desire for a relationship. That makes sense. Right? Okay. So then what? So when that resonates in Seichel, it can be an amazing thing. Now let, let's, let's keep reading. Right? Because, after all, up until now, Seichel's been the villain. <laughs> right? Okay, so Seichel is the villain. If everything starts from Seichel, then Seichel's the villain. Why? Because people are going to make all sorts of wrong decisions based on their own yeshus, based on their own sense of self. Come to all sorts of decisions that are comfortable for me, but not true. Because what did we say earlier about Seichel? What does Seichel want? Masha Tevli. That's what Seichel wants. Oh, so I'll, I'll make all sorts of this. If, 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 if I'm allowing myself to be guided solely by Seichel, then I'll allow myself to make all sorts of decisions that are ultimately not Tev, but they seem Tevli. So then I'll rationalize how they must be Tev. That's how Seichel works. Aye, what if Seichel is not the source of the truth, but the vehicle for the revelation of the truth in conscious me? Oh, so then Seichel is an incredibly powerful and wonderful and amazing thing. And actually brings about an elevation. And when do you know when it's that Seichel? When Seichel is willing to even go beyond itself when it's willing to connect to something and, and allow itself to be bottled to that thing. Because Seichel mitzad is a big yesh. Seichel is very, 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 very powerfully connected to its own existence and its own, its own, is very impressed by itself. Okay, when do I know that the Seichel is being a cleave for something beyond Seichel and therefore the Seichel is being elevated? When the Seichel is willing to be mavatal itself. When the seichel is willing to do something that is not alpi seichel, I might not think is toivli. It's just toiv. It's just good. It's real. It's true. It's, it's holy. It's God. Oh, if seichel is willing to go there, then I know that seichel is is connecting to something. Well, then then there's a good chance seichel is connecting to something positive. Now it might just be some cracker, say, okay, who's interested in suffering, but that's. So that's when it comes down in the Seichel. The Zeogam, this is also Mashakosov, Chelekavaya, Amrinafshi. That's just two different levels of Seichel. There's the level of Seichel that's the source of truth, which is the most dangerous thing in the world, and the source of all evil in the world. It's human intellect. There's only one creature in the world that can do evil, and that's called humans. No other animal, no animal can do evil. No plant can do evil. Can't do anything against the will of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Lions don't do anything against the will of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Some, some things do pretty creepy things. Snakes. Snakes will come bite someone and kill them with their poison. And they won't necessarily even eat them. Right? Rattlesnakes don't eat the people, right? Some snakes do, like big ones, pythons, something will try to swallow a whole person and kill themselves. Right? They, you know, opened up dead type pythons and found, you know, People in there, right? What? Making nostalgic for Arizona, snakes. Yeah. Rattlesnakes are snakes. Yeah, yeah. So, but they don't, they don't eat you. They just kill you. Yeah. So, okay. Well, they can. Yeah. I mean, if you don't take care of it, they will, won't it? 
Okay, so fine. So so we'll say, well, what kind of creepy guy is that? You know, if I I understand, if you're lunch, I get him. Well, I mean, he has to eat. Okay, so if you're lunch, Poseidon. I mean, it's it's not nice to be the lunch of some other animal, but I mean that's the way it goes. And the and when the cheetah chases the gazelle and catches up to it and 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 bites its neck and grabs it under the tree, so that's called lunch. I mean, that's okay. I mean, it's not, cheetah's not doing anything nasty. He's just eating lunch. Okay. It's the way it goes, right? That's what cheetahs eat, right? Okay. That's the chip in the cheetah, is to see a gazelle when it's hungry. If it's not hungry, it won't do anything to the gazelle. It's not like a human who's just finished six Big Macs and takes his gun to go blow off the head of some deer. Well, actually, he won't blow off the head because he wants to put the head on his wall. <laughs> He'll blow off, the, you know, shoot him in the heart so he can put the head on the wall. Right? He doesn't even eat the thing. Now, if he eats it, fine. Okay, he's allowed to do that, right? So he'd think he would get one and take it home and freeze it and he'd have enough meat for quite a while, right? That's okay, you're allowed to do that. Right? Do you people like this? No, I don't know anybody like this. I'm a, you know, upper middle class Jewish boy who grew up in the city in Canada. How would I know anybody like this? No, they, no, only, no, only white trash does this in Canada. <laughs> the Jews don't go hunting, come on. Yeah, no. Even secular Jews. Really? <laughs> they play golf and tennis, please. Yeah, exactly. They might drive the show. They might go fishing, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I grew up on the Pacific Coast, so they, they would go fishing. You know, so they would have some lodge up on Vancouver Island that they would, you know, there wasn't their lodge. I mean, some of them had a little bit, but most people, they would go rent a lodge, and some guy named Bill you know, had a boat, and they'd go yeah. out fishing with Bill, and they'd, they'd catch some salmon, and they'd see, the, you know, the, the, the best part about fishing up there wasn't catching the salmon. It was good catching the salmon. There were all sorts of amazing fish up there, and they would take, they were all fish. They'd take them and eat, you know, take them home and eat them, which is fine. You're allowed to do that. But um, it was watching the whales. That was the best part. And, you know, while you were up there, you all of a sudden, the whole pot of whales would come by, and you'd stop fishing and watch. Because whales are pretty cool. They're just so big that it's like wild. Okay, so I mean, I never went, but th that the odd Jew would do. But you need a lot of money to do that. But Jews have that. Some of them, some of them, not all of them, but some of them did. But hunting, no. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, just so I understand, uh, an example of this of going beyond your circle, uh, would that be like somebody who plays uh, scientist? And they always learn about the only way I know things is through empirical means. But it gets to a point where they say, wait, I, I, I understand that there's something beyond that. Is that, would that be? Okay. But that, see, the science by definition is starting from Seichel. Right? Right. But once, the, yeah, it starts with Seichel, but is it, is what he's talking about where that kind of, that person maybe through some means learning or something, begins to realize that there's something beyond what I can see or touch. Yes. Is that... Yes, and he'll be mavatal his seichel to that. And his seichel will appreciate the need to be bottle to that. And he can explain it to you intellectually why there's something beyond seichel, which seichel doesn't want to say. Well, his seichel's saying it. Why? Because his seichel is a cleave for something higher than seichel. He's not using his seichel as the source of... If seichel is the source of all truth, then seichel can't possibly allow for the existence of something beyond seichel. Right? The Greek won't allow for that. The bad scientist won't allow for that. Right? The average newspaper won't allow for that. No, it's all intellect. If you don't understand it, it doesn't exist. That's just... That's, if you really think about it seriously, that's bad seichel, okay, beseder, but that's a very common notion. If human intellect can't explain it, it must not exist. It's just silly. Right? You're just being silly. You're being unsophisticated. No, not at all. Right? Now, that doesn't mean that every stupid thing that can't be understood is true. It's also not the case, right? Believe in absolutely everything and, you know, some... Some guy who comes to town and says he's going to, you know, cure all the all the uh, all the ills in town by virtue of, uh, you know, some bizarre medicine that he's selling. Okay, well, just beware. Maybe he's trying to make a buck. All right. Well, it doesn't make sense, but believe it anyway. Well, it's not 
But Seichel can appreciate the fact that there's something and Seichel can be the cleave for bringing that level of reality into our conscious reality. And then, it, and that, well, that's what Yiddishkeit is all about, right? What's a Muna? A Muna is a power beyond Seichel. What are we trying to do? Bring that Muna into our conscious reality, that we can understand it, we can talk about it, we can think about it. It's what guides our rational decisions. The Amuna, which is Lamai Lamina Seichel. Our rational decisions are not guided by Seichel. They're guided by something beyond Seichel. But, they, they, but it resonates in Seichel. And Seichel can even say, there's things I don't understand. Why don't you eat milk and meat? I don't know. It's a chayk. God said so. Does that make sense? Yeah. Prove to me with your Seichel there's a God. I can make very solid arguments for the, the existence of God. I can't prove it. Right? Okay, perfectly reasonable uh, 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 theory relative to the existence of the world, etc., etc. Are there other theories? Yeah, no. The one that's definitely we we can explain just about everything very very well intellectually within the context of our belief in God. It's one thing we can't explain. It's called suffering can't explain it. Intellectually, can't explain it. It doesn't make any sense to anybody, especially a child suffering. An adult maybe deserves it. But I mean, you know, some weirdo would say, okay, he must deserve it. A child? What do you do? She do? What she do? What do you do? It doesn't make any sense. None. Okay, can't possibly explain it. Right? Agreed. Okay, so there's a place where I'm going to have to suspend my seichel. Most things we can explain very in a very sophisticated way. In a very sophisticated way. And we do explain in a very sophisticated way. And, and anyone who's open-minded enough to actually listen to it will say, whoa, that's really an interesting idea. That's, and does, do they necessarily agree with the idea? Well, it's okay, no shalom. But they, anybody who's open-minded will agree with that it. it's very sophisticated and very interesting and, and, and fascinating and something that might be worthy to learn. No question. Okay. Anybody who thinks about anything. Will they necessarily become a Shemr Shabbos Jew? Who knows? Right. Hopefully they will, but not because of their seichel. Might start with seichel. Starts. What is what's seichel's relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu? A Kaddish Baruch Hu is great, like we talked about earlier. The Maila of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. If I'm choosing a Kaddish Baruch Hu based on seichel, I'm choosing a Kaddish Baruch Hu because he's the biggest, the strongest, and the best, which he is. There's no question. Right? But is that why I'm choosing him? Or am I choosing him because I have an essential connection to him? And then that essential connection radiates and illuminates in my seich. Well, that's what the Rebbe just said. That's the, that's the choice of the peacock. At the beginning of the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, the medrash, way at the beginning of the mimer. Let's finish the yoyz. <laughs> this is what the the, the posik that that medrash is based on right? and that's how it was because of the if it weren't for this posik we could have explained the medrash in many different ways and as a matter of fact we probably would have explained the medrash based on seichel right because what does it say the smart guy picks the king oh okay it must be because he's smart but that medrash is explaining a pasuk, and the pasuk says "Chelki Avaya Amrinavshi." It's not coming from his smarts; it's coming from his nefesh. It's coming from the fact that his nefesh realizes that "Chelki Avaya," that my portion is the Abishta, that I'm 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 part one and one. I'm I'm one being with the Abishta. So, oh. so how come he's called the Pikach? Well, because that's what the Rebbe just explained to us. The, the most powerful expression of the Yid's essential connection to HaKadosh Baruch is when it resonates in his Seichel. Because then the Makif is, is, is expressed in Panemius. And that's, is, 
the whole creation of the world, ultimately, doesn't the Abish that want the Panimi Samakif? When we talk about Shefa, we're talking about bounty coming from a Kaddish Baruch Hu. What does a Kaddish Baruch Hu want? He wants the Ratzon of Panimi, the Panimi Samakif, to, to be the source of the Shefa for the whole world, that the whole world will be a place of unbelievable physical bounty. Incredible, beyond anything we can imagine. Right, it's called Yemes Mashiach. When's that going to happen? Only when you go through the process of dealing with the Chitzenius. All the schmutz in Eilam Hazer, and, and which, which is the Ebishter wants it. He, what do you mean he wants it? Well, he doesn't really want it. He just wants it to be there so that there's something called a Veda, so that you and I can actually do something real. And when we do something real, so then we bring about a revelation of what's real. Mamish, mamish. And that's Benimi Samakif. And that'll happen. And where does he want all that? In Benimi. He wants it down here. Oh. Okay, so in us, what does he want? Exactly the same thing. He wants that the source of our connection to Kaddish Baruch Hu, the, the lowest expression of that source will be our Seichel. God's big. He's really cool. And, and I want to be connected to him. That might be how it starts. How am I going to get to a Jew? I'm going to get to him through his conscious reality. Right? I have to convince him that God's pretty cool. But at a certain point, what hopefully will that Jew understand? That, that I'm, not, I'm not connected to God because I think He's bigger than me, and that he, you know he, He's 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 smarter than me. Right? Connected to God because I'm 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 one with Him. That Mashiach has to reveal to us. Beseder, but as we learned in Vata Tetzava, that's Mashiach bringing the Makif into Benimius. Okay. But but that's our our relationship. Hopefully, is based on a Muna, not on not on Seichel. And why is it that the, why is it that the idea of the Abishter resonates so powerfully in the Jew? Because of his essential connection. Not because of his seichel, what, he's smarter? Who says he's smarter? Why is he any smarter? Right? Some of the stupidest people in the world are Jews. Read the headlines. Right? Right? Who says they're smarter? Right? Really, really stupid people. I mean, some of the stupidest people in the world are really smart people. Right? The Clintons are very, very, very intelligent people. They finished first and third in Yale Law. You can't be stupid and finish first and third in Yale Law. Sorry, it doesn't work that way. You can pass Yale Law without being so smart. You can't be first and third. There's a lot of smart people there. Would you call them smart people? Call them very stupid people. Look at the way they lead their lives. Look at their marriage. Look at the way he acts. Look at the way she acts. They're stupid people. They're not good people. They completely miss the boat in what life is really about. Right? Extremely intelligent, but really stupid. And I'm not talking politics. That, that's a separate issue. That's who am I to say that the person I disagree with is stupid? Well, and I'm allowed to disagree with someone and still think that they have a point. I just disagree with their point. But I'm not talking about their politics. I'm talking about their life. Stupid people missed the point completely. They're inter, inter, interested in one thing and one thing only, me. Right? And they'll use anything to get it, anything. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Right? They're on the right side, so no one ever calls them on it, but, but it's just unbelievable, these two. I mean, he's out of the headlines, so you don't hear about him much, but... Fair. Okay. So, intelligence doesn't mean people are smart. (laughs) But the interesting, in the Medrash, the Pekach is smart. But wait a minute, he's not smart because he's smart. He's smart because he connects to Chelki Avaya Amranafshi. That's where his Seichel is expressing itself in the most powerful way, and that's what the Medrash said. That's what the Rebbe is about to say now, and we'll finish up with this. My portion. What's a chelik? Something that's part of me. Mamish. How good is our portion? Meaning, it's part of us, it's who we are. And the loftiness, the Bechiris Yisrael, Bechadosh Baruch Hu. And the loftiness of the choice of, a, of the Jewish people in a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that when the choice of the neshama, 
the fat aspect of us that, so to speak, chooses a Kaddish Baruch Why? Because we're one with the Abishta. It's beyond choice. It's that essential connection. But it isn't really beyond choice, because we said, what's choice? Choice is an essential connection to something. Right? If you're choosing because of Seichel, that's not called choice. That's called Seichel. We learned that at the beginning of the Mimer. Right? I'm choosing a Toyota Corolla over a Hyundai Accent. That's Seichel. Based on my budget, based on, 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 on what, what my needs are, etc., etc. Blue over green, that's Bechira. There's no Seichel there. I don't know. Somehow I have an essential connection to blue that's more powerful than my essential connection to green. So if you give me a choice, I'll choose blue, not green. Why? Well, Seichel there. Blue isn't better than green in any intellectual way. Just I happen to have a connection to blue. Okay, so the, the, the connection of the Yidin to the Abishter is a function of their essential, the, 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 I'm sorry, the Bechira, the choice of the Yidin and the Abishter is a function of their essential connection. But in order for that choice to happen in the Yid, in Elam Hazah, it has to resonate in Seichel. If it doesn't resonate in Seichel, so there's no choice. Why? Because I'm making, I, I, conscious me is making the choice. Why am I making the choice? Because my Seichel thinks he's big? No. Without the Pasuk, that's what I would think. But that's what the Pasuk says. The Pasuk says, I'm making the choice because he's my chalik. Meaning the essential connection is resonating in Seichel. And then the person's connected to what's real. The choice of the neshama, which is an essential choice, nimshech is b'pnimius, is drawn down into pnimius. What does that mean? Bahavon of asoga. In understanding and comprehension. And in such a way, that this affects the person's thought, speech, and action. Through this, who am the Pnimius Makiv. This is drawing down the Pnimius Makiv. The essential connection of the Yid is now being expressed in the most revealed way, part of their most conscious being. But again, it's not that the source of the connection is their conscious being. No, of course not. But the expression of that connection is in their consciousness, and then it's real. That's that's avoided. That's what's that's what's supposed to happen down here in Elamazim. It's supposed to be revealed in Elamazim. The fact that there's an essential connection, oh, it's terrific. There's an essential connection. Every Jew is essentially connected to a Kaddish Baruch. Okay, so just sit down and drink Lachayim's all day. I would have to go worry about the Jew out there who doesn't know anything. Well, he's essentially connected. Who cares? What do you mean? Who cares? He's essentially connected to something, but knows nothing about that, and the ultimate purpose is that that should resonate in his seichel, so somehow I have to get to that essential connection through his seichel. Now, I'll probably start through his midas, because that's easier. Why? Because that's where he's living. He's not living in a place of seichel, he's living in a place of midas. He just wants what he wants. Okay, so just give him some good food and some music and, you know, make sure that Everybody on campus is there, both genders. So both genders will have a reason to be there. Get them in the room. All sorts of chitzenistic reasons. Seichel, midas, even, you know, negative midas. Who cares? Just get them in the room. Okay, then what? Then try to start trying to touch them. Neshama. You make Yiddish. You say an idea about the parsha, And that's about all you can get done. But who might, what might happen? 10 or 15 of them might stay after dinner to talk to you. Oh, now you've got a chance. The 135 who ate dinner and left and went to the bar, not yet. No chance yet. You gave them a good dinner, they had a good time, Baruch Hashem, they ate some kosher food, they heard Kiddush, amazing. You, you, you did incredible things with those kids. They heard Kiddush Friday night, they, they, they said amen to a mitzi, they ate kosher food instead of tray food, so they're going to eat less tray food tonight because they're already full from the kosher food you just fed them, right? And they're going to go to the bar and dance and who knows what. Okay, fine. How about the ten who stayed and started to talk to you? Well, you might change their lives over the next six months, eight months, ten months, who knows. How about those other 135? They might bring another ten. Right? Maybe one of them you know, showed up twice, but you know what? The second time they came with a friend, and the friend ended up staying late and talking, and who knows what happens. Right? And, then, and then you're trying to, you're trying to connect those yidden to who they really are. How successful are you? Who knows? You never know. 
right? But what's the ultimate success? The ultimate success is when it starts to resonate in their seich, who they really are. You're going to have to go from the bottom up, but then it comes from the top down. You start with the lowest of the low, right? What, what, you know, what are you selling? Well, you know, on college campus, you have to sell what everybody's into. What are they into? Just, you know, debauchery. Okay, so sell, you know, the kosher, the kosher expression of debauchery, right? Just good time. It'll just be a good time. Right? You throw in a little seichel. The person who has a little seichel will go, oh, oh that's interesting. Think about it a little. Right? You are touching something in them. The question is, is that what you're touching? Is it going to, is there any space for it to resonate in their conscious being? Is the conscious being so blocked up with other stuff that it's not going to resonate? So, the statistics show with most of them it's not going to resonate, right? I mean, it's just not going to. Okay, so that's, it does not mean that it's not an incredibly positive thing because you never know what's going to happen down the line. And, and, and you know, what also can happen, Baruch Hashem, they're socializing with 150 Jews. So they might marry one of them. And then you saved a whole generation and now you've got another 30 years to work with. If they marry a non-Jew, it's finished. It's over. Right? I mean, sort of. Right? I mean, there's always, but you know, basically, it's, it's, it's going to be so much harder, my goodness. Right? But if they marry a Jew, so they're okay, you've got a whole other generation that you can work with, try to find them. Okay? And they'll send their kids to college, probably the same one. By this time, your son will be running the Chabad house because you're too old and decrepit. To, you know, dance and sing and you know you'll be like the venerable old rabbi there looking holy in the corner <laughs> makes kiddish and you know might see and then the son takes over and talks and sings and jam, dumb, jumps around and does kulas and all the things that shluchim have to do in order to get kids interested are there some who you know will, there are some who work on the intellect that's that's what are you trying to do? You're trying to get the yid to connect to Chelki of Ayamranabshi. How do you do that? Depends on the person. Some people are very intellectual. They're out there. There's less and less of that, but they're out there. In the old days, it was it was it's funny because in the old days, who were the people getting into into you know a lot of people getting into Frumkite were 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 the philosophy professors and the philosophy students. Now. First of all, no one studies philosophy, but but uh, much less so. Who 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 you know the stories you hear about scientists? Now more you hear more stories about scientists than anybody else. I met one this summer in jail. I a guy from Chicago, is Italian. Gerd Sedlik, I mean, he converted to Judaism a couple of years ago after being involved for quite a while. The guy guy's finished some some He's learning Ayn base. I mean, the guy is like unbelievable, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant physicist. Right. Inbo? What? In, uh, Inbo? In, yeah, yeah. In, Inbo, right? Inbo, yeah. yeah. He gave a lecture at the uh, University of Chicago that changed my life. It, the guy's unbelievable. 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 Yeah. He's crackers, right? I mean, he can't sit still. He's running around the room. But he is such a fascinating person. 100%. Unbelievable. So, you know, that. So there are people who will hear the idea and go, whoa. Bar Hashem, there's still some people out there who can hear an idea and go, whoa. <laughs> Mostly, you know. But what, what, when you, what are you trying to do through all of the chitzenias going on in Chabad House? You're trying to touch the, 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 the Pneumia Shiba Pneumia. You're trying to touch the Etzim and the Shem. Trying to get to that place. Chelki Avaya Amr Nafshi. Trying to get there. Very hard to get there, okay? You're trying to cut through all sorts of stuff to get there. But you can touch that place. You can touch that place by putting tefillin on a yid on the street corner. You can touch that place by giving a woman candles and have her light it Friday night. You get a, you know, that's what, that's why the Rebbe saw the mitzvahs. Get Jews to do mitzvahs, just do mitzvahs. And it's not a matter of getting them from. The from people just do more mitzvahs than non from people, that's all. Everybody does mitzvahs. The question is just get Jews to do mitzvahs. Okay, more mitzvahs, more mitzvahs, more mitzvahs. At some point they'll say, oh, I guess I'm religious. What does that mean? I don't know, you're just doing more, you're looking for mitzvahs to do instead of having someone show up on a street corner and give you a mitzvah. Because the rabbi believes in mitzvahs. Mitzvahs connect Jews to the Abish. Okay, so you get a Jew to do a mitzvah, it can arouse something in them. Right? And then they might do more, and they might do more, and they might do more. Beautiful, that's the idea. Right? 
religious, religious Jews just do a lot of mitzvahs, don't they? Now, they also do more averas than non-religious Jews. Why? Because they know they're averas. The non-religious Jews doesn't know it's an avera, so I mean, well, you can't really, I mean, what do you want from him? The religious Jews knows it's a fate. So he, he's, he's worse. <laughs> he knows it's also and he does it anyway. Ah, oh, that's worse. Okay. Okay, I'm going to stay non-religious. No, no, that's silly. We'll go find you tomorrow. Tomorrow's a fast day.